to hear an anointed, powerful word that will change your life from Treasure Coast Victory Center. Be blessed as your faith goes from one level of glory to another level of glory. Praise God, it's good to be back. I'm telling you what. Glory to God. No place like Florida, I'm telling you what. Praise God. Hallelujah. I listen to some other people who go to different churches, and I'm starting to understand there's no place like TCVC. You know, when you don't get out there much and you don't do much, you know, as far as other churches and stuff go, and then you run into a couple of them, you think, my gosh, I didn't know this kind of stuff was even out here. Praise God. Hallelujah. So... Oh, it's good to be back into peace, love, joy, and everything else. Yes, whatever we need, praise God. All right, are you ready this morning? I'm going to this morning, I'm going to answer all the questions that you've had in your mind over the past 10 years and nobody could answer them and you didn't know how to answer them, so I'm going to answer them for you in one simple sermon. How's that this morning? All right, go to John's Gospel, chapter 4 this morning. We're going to take our time and go through this and... Uh, show you at least what I know about it anyway. There's a different way of life between kingdom living and between the world's ways. I hope you're finding that out as you learn more and more about the things of God. There's, it's completely different and it's almost opposite of the two ways. And this morning we're going to show you a little bit more about kingdom ways, about the power that you have on the inside of you, what the anointing you have inside of you is for. You know the anointing is to heal the sick, cast out devils, all that stuff, but it's also for you. Do you know that? It's a personal thing for you to help you grow up in the things of God. All right, John's Gospel, chapter 4, look at verse 9. We all know this story. It says, Then said the woman who was at the well of Samaria to him, How is it that you, being a Jew, ask drink of me, which am a woman of Samaria? For the Jews have no dealings with the Samaritans. Jesus answered and said unto her, If you knew the gift of God and who it is that says to thee, Give me to drink, thou would have asked of him, and he would have given thee living water. The woman said unto him, Sir, thou hast nothing to draw with, and the well is deep. From whence then has that living water? Are you greater than our father Jacob, which gave us this well, and drank thereof himself, and his children, and his cattle? Jesus answered and said unto her, Whosoever drinks of this water shall thirst again. But whosoever drinks of the water that I shall give him shall never thirst. But the water that I shall give him shall be in him a well of water springing up unto everlasting life. The woman said unto him, Sir, give me this water that I thirst not, neither come hither to draw. Now jump up to verse 25. Here's what I want to get to. And the woman said unto him, I know that the Messiah cometh, which is called Christ. When he is come, he will do what? Tell us all things. Now this hit me several years ago when I read this for the fact that here's the lady trying to express the answer to all her problems was going to be when the Messiah or the Christ comes. Do you agree with that? Yes. But the problem was the Messiah and the Christ was standing right in front of her. So she was still waiting for him to, even though he was standing right. So the answer that everything she needed was, even though she was looking down the road for something, sounds like the church. Come on, when's revival going to come? Then things are going to be real good. I just can't wait for revival. Praise God. Abundance. We're, going to move, we're moving into a time of abundance. Praise God. We're moving into a time of healing. And the whole time, healing standing right in front of us. Abundance is standing right in front of us. Everything that we need is already here. It's already been given to us, and it's already here. So the church needs to get in the same timetable as the kingdom in order to get things from the kingdom, receive things from the kingdom, and prosper in every single area of their life. All right, go to Romans chapter 8. All right, Romans chapter 8, look at verse 32. It says, He that spared not his own son, but delivered him up for us all, how shall he not with him also freely give us what? Okay, so here's the word of God saying when, when Jesus comes and when he gives us Christ, when he gives us Christ, along with Christ comes how many things? How many of you have been given Christ? 
How many of you then have all things? When did you get all things? When you got Christ. Very good. We people are really sharp this morning, I'm telling you. Go to Second Peter chapter 1. You're all a week wiser than the last time I knew you, and it's starting to show up already. Second Peter chapter 1. All right, 2 Peter chapter 1, look at verse 3. It says, according as his, God's divine power, has given unto us all things that pertain unto life and godliness through the knowledge of him that has called us to glory and virtue, whereby are you given unto us exceeding great and precious promises, but that these you may partake of the divine nature, having escaped the corruption that is in the world through lust. Here it says, according to his divine power, he has given us how many things? How many things? Has he given you all things? Have he given you Christ? With Christ did all things come? Then what are we lacking? Now, I've got to ask myself, and I did, then why are people who are born again in the kingdom of God sick if they have all things? Why are they poor if they have all things? Why aren't they full of joy if they have all things? Why are they unhappy if they... But yet they have all... Yet they're unhappy. Yet It doesn't make sense to me. Does it make sense to you? No, it don't. All right, go to John's Gospel, chapter 3. All right, John's Gospel, chapter 3, look at verse 27. It says, John answered and said, A man can receive nothing except it be given him from where? All right, now this tells you that a man, how many of you are men and women, you cannot receive anything from God except you know that God gave it to you to begin with. Is that what it says? Yeah. So basically here it says you must know the spiritual truths of what God has done for you in order for you to receive the spiritual truth that God has already done for you. If you don't know what God says about what he's given you, you will spend your whole Christian life trying to get what he's already given you. And if you spend all your life trying to get what he's already given to you, you'll never really get it because you're trying to get something that's already been given to you. Are you following me? And how am I going to get it from God if he didn't give it to me? I am going to have to achieve it rather than receive it. See, the kingdom of God is all about receiving. The world's all about achieving. I go to work. I work. They give me a paycheck. I buy a car. I pay the money. I give it. But the kingdom of God has nothing to do with you achieving anything. Everything you get from the kingdom of God was given to you freely when you received Christ. So the more you try to achieve it, the less you're going to walk in it because you're walking in the curse. The curse causes you to achieve. The kingdom causes you to See, now this morning, you're living in one or the other. Right now, you're in achieving mode or receiving mode. The world taught us to achieve. Religion taught us to receive. Christianity teaches us to receive, to try to get from God things. Oh, Lord, just please heal me. Oh, Lord, help me to become righteous, all these things. But all these things were gifts, so I don't have to achieve them. I have to receive them. I don't pray to get them because I already have them. So the keys to the kingdom of God is through the word of God. We receive what God has freely given us. And the spirit of God, the anointing on the inside, allows us to walk in what we receive freely from God. Hallelujah. All right, I'm going to give you two statements here. Here's the first statement. You cannot receive anything from God that you don't know he gave you. You can't. You can't receive nothing from God that you don't know he gave you. That is why you need to sit under teaching that tells you what God has given you rather than tells you that you're a worthless, no good, something or other that didn't get nothing from God. You've got to sit under somebody who tells you what belongs to you because by you belonging what gives to you, you're able to receive what God has given you. You see, if you don't know that God did it. The second statement I want to give you is you cannot get anything from God that you know he gave you if you try to achieve it. 
So I can know that, that healing belongs to me, but as soon as a symptom comes, then I want, I'm going to do something. I'm going to jump up and down. I'm going to do backflips. I'm going to dance. Look at me, God. Uh, I'm trying to get it, but you don't understand. The only reason why you're trying to get it is because you don't believe you have received it. When you receive it, you'll no longer try to achieve it. And I'm talking about our thought life. See? Our thought life is, why don't God do this? Here, people, all, I don't know why God don't do this. I don't know why God don't do that. I don't know why God don't do this. I don't know why God don't do that. God doesn't do it because he already did it. And it's not up to God whether it happens for you or not. It's up to you whether you receive what he did for you. Now, now we're, putting, we're putting some stuff on ourselves, aren't we? Here, now we got some dang responsibility. I hate when that happens. God either does it or he don't. Come on, God, why ain't you doing it? I've got nothing to do with it. God's in control of everything. No, he's not. If he was in control of everything, you'd be happy. You'd be righteous. You'd be anointed. You'd be, you'd be all these things walking around in any, just like it's in heaven. He wants us to live here like we're in heaven. But you can't do that if you're not receiving the things from heaven that you need. So basically, how do we receive? We receive by what? Faith. Thank you. By faith. What is faith? Faith is simply believing what God has said above every other thing, about anything out there. And the Bible says we just don't try faith out. The Bible says we live by faith. So every day I'm going to live by faith. I'm going to live believing and receiving what God has already given me that belongs to me, even though other things don't seem to line up with what God said about me. I'm, I've already received those things. When you receive those things, you will know it. There's a knowing that goes beyond knowing. See, it's like salvation. You know you're saved. Well, how do you know? I know. Well, how do you know? I know. Well, what if you sin tomorrow? Don't matter. It's not based on what I do. It's based on the free gift that he already gave me. Some people have churches to, to where they get saved on Sunday morning. They sin during the week. They come back, repent, and they get saved again. And they come back. Why is that? Because they don't have the knowledge of the free gift of salvation. They think they're earning their salvation. And every week they get out of sight of salvation, come back and get saved outside, back and get saved outside. Man, that's, that'd wear me out after about two weeks. But no, you already know you're saved because it was a free gift by grace through faith. Thank God, not of myself. It was a gift of God. So I've received salvation. I don't have a problem with that. Now let's go into righteousness. He said he has made you the righteousness of God in Christ. So if I'm born again and I don't know anything about righteousness, I don't think that God even cares about righteousness. I know that he wants me to be righteous, but I don't know how to do it. And I don't know that he gave it to me. Then I'm going to spend all my life trying to become righteous or achieve righteousness in my own efforts. And I can't do that because you can't do that. They couldn't do it in the Old Testament. They can't do it in the New Testament. But if I know then that righteousness belongs to me, I'll quit struggling to try to be righteous, fighting to become righteous. I'll just receive that I am righteous and I'll live like someone who's See, all the struggling and achieving that's wearing you out is under the curse. Worn out Christians, why, well, I've just been struggling trying to get God to like me. He does already. Just so he approves of me, he does. It says right in his word, he does. But you're trying to do all these things that you don't understand, basically, because you don't understand they are free gifts that he has given to you. Our health, we've been teaching on, on healing on Wednesday nights, praise God. So what about our health? If I don't know that God wants me healing and healing belongs to me, I'm going to live sick. Well sick, well sick, well sick. But if I find out then basically that God wants me healed and has given me the free gift to walk in health, all at once I will start thinking of myself as someone who is healed. And when I think of myself who is healed with agrees with God, I've now received healing. And when I receive healing, the anointing on the inside of me goes to work to bring healing up through my mortal body and every single muscle, fiber, everything else. It comes from the inside, but I have to receive it not achieve it. How many of you, whenever you had a symptom, thought, what do I have to do? Come on, I still do sometimes. What do I have to do to get healed? The pastor said I was healed. What do I have to do to get healed? What am I supposed to do here? You're supposed to do nothing but receive the healing that you are and understand that you are a healed person, not by what you did, but by what God did. I'm a righteous person. Why? Because God made me righteous. Now, the more that I agree with that, the more the anointing comes up so I walk righteously See, if I don't believe I'm righteous, I'm going to live as a sinner my whole life. Are you righteous? No, I'm a sinner. You are a sinner? Oh, yeah, I sin. But I'm, try I'm going to become righteous. It's just, I'm going to do it. I've been a struggling and a fighting for 42 years now, and I'm just on the cusp of it. I'm going to get there. Why, you didn't receive it. You're still trying to achieve it. You're under the curse, and you'll never get there because you can't get there. It takes the power of God on the inside of you and your agreement with God. People just think, why don't God do it? If God wants me healed, God wants me blessed. He needs your cooperation 
I'd rather blame it on God. So would I, but I can't because it's not in the Word. Amen. See, it, it depends on me. It's got something to do with me. It's got to do with me walking by faith. What? Believing His Word above everything else. The, all right, let's take salvation. If I don't know about salvation, nobody ever tells me about salvation, there's a good chance I'm never going to receive salvation. I'm going to die and go to hell. But if I know about salvation, and I know God wants to save me, but yet I spend my whole life trying to achieve that salvation that he wants, I'll still die. Are you following me? I'll still know about it. I got, I got wisdom, but I'll still die and go to hell because it's not by what I do. It's a free gift that he already gave me. So your knowledge can still be there of it, but if you're not receiving it, you will never get it. That's why I want to preach healing to you, basically. And I want healing, I want healing. You, I'm doing that so that you hear the word enough. Faith comes by. And, 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 and what's going on when that, when that word of God comes, it gets you to a place where all at once you move from being an ordinary person to a healed person. Even when you're not sick, you're healed. So now I know I'm healed, praise God. Once I know I'm healed, I have received healing. When your thought life goes to I'm a righteous person, I'm an anointed person, I'm a Holy Ghost person, all that stuff, when you receive that stuff, then you become that. And God wants you to become what he said you are because spiritual truth says you are. Natural truth tells you no. Spiritual truth tells you you are. The Bible says today is the day of Salvation. When is it? When's the day of salvation? Do you mean when I was 25, that was the day of salvation? You mean when I was 23? You mean when I was 21, it was a day of salvation? Well, why didn't God save me then if it's a day of salvation? Because I was still trying to achieve it rather than... So when I got the age of 30, I just gave up. I said, I've achieved all I can achieve. Praise God, if you want to do something, you do it right now, bless God. And bang, he did it, and it was from him. And I knew at the time he did it that I was saved. I didn't do anything to get it. I just received it from him because he gave it to me, praise God. And here's where we get in trouble. Because when we're having trouble receiving, we use the excuse that it's in God's time. Now, as far as ministry goes, if God wants to put you in ministry, a lot of times it may be in his time because he wants to grow you up first. But I'm talking about the things he's already given us. See, why doesn't he heal me? Well, God's going to heal you. It's in his time. Well, his time was way before you were even created. Amen. Are you following me? It's not, well, in his time, he's going to heal me. No, he already healed you. The problem is you're still trying to achieve healing rather than receiving healing because if you received health, then you'd be walking in health. You'd be believing you're healed. You'd be believing you're saved. You'd be believing you're righteous because you receive that into your spirit and into your mind to a place where it's at. So everything's available to us who gave us, not in his time, but it's actually in. See, a lot of things I received over the last two years, uh, I was waiting on God or wasn't connected yet or I didn't believe it. See, sometimes I talk about I'm the most patient man in the world. There's a lot of times I wasn't. Do you know why? Because I believed I wasn't. So I was what I believed. Are you patient? working on it but let me tell you what my whole family's impatient bless God it's been passed down from generations and I'm just the most impatient man I'll tell you what I was good at it see you can be good at whatever you want to be good at because you can receive whatever you want to receive you're a receiver praise God and you can receive whatever you want to receive so we receive by what faith say faith Faith. all right go to Mark chapter 11 Stay with me. Don't check out on me this morning because I'm going to say some things you're probably not going to like. So just stay with me. (laughs) Praise God. That's all right. We'll get through it. We'll pray and heal you right after that. Praise God. All right, Mark chapter 11. Are you there? Look at verse 22. Very familiar scripture. It says, And Jesus answering said unto them, Have faith in God. If you look that up, it basically says, Have the faith of God or have the God kind of faith. Verse 23. For verily I say unto you that whosoever shall say unto this mountain, Be thou removed and be thou cast into the sea, shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe that those things which he says shall come to pass, he shall have whatsoever he says. Therefore I say unto you, what things soever you desire when you pray, believe that you receive them and you shall have them. All right, let's break this down here. Look at 11.22. Here it says, Jesus is talking, Jesus is answering. Jesus says, have the faith of God or have the God kind of faith. Now, when did he say this? If you read before that, Jesus walked by a fig tree. He went over, there was no figs on it. He said, die at the root. How many know it worked? Died at the root, came back and killed it. So they said, wow, this looks like fun. This is really something that he can do that. So Jesus said, let me explain it to you. Have the faith of God. 
Now notice, he didn't say try to get the faith of God. He didn't say struggle to get the faith of God. Do your best to get the faith of God. He said, have the faith of God. What was he telling you? He was telling you to what? Have the faith. He was offering you something that belonged to them, and that was the faith of God. Well, I just believe I got my faith. That's why you're operating in a low area in the kingdom of God. Because it's not your faith you have. If you receive it, it's whose faith? God's faith. See, I struggled to have God's faith. I read a whole New Testament to have God's faith. And how many of you know you need to nurture your faith? I'm not saying you don't need to do that. But you've got to receive the faith of God's faith. You can receive why he offered it to you. Have it. Well, gosh, what can I do to do it? Well, now you've just took it away from a gift and you want to pay for it. See, somebody walks up, gives you a Christmas gift, and you reach in your pocket and give them $20. How many know it's no longer a gift? Is that right? It's something you bought. Well, God keeps trying to give us stuff, and we keep trying to buy it. But you can't buy it because it's a gift. And it's a gift. All you can do is do what? Receive it. Now, when won't I, when won't I not have, when will I not have the God kind of faith when I believe I don't? Pretty simple, ain't it? That's why it's so hard to understand. Yeah. When I don't believe I have the God kind of faith, I'm not going to have the God kind of faith. Everybody says, well, nobody has the God kind of faith. Well, put your finger there. Go to Galatians chapter 2. I love it when it gets quiet because I know brains are in full gear. All right, Galatians chapter 2, look at verse 20. This is Paul. He says, I am crucified with Christ. Were you? Nevertheless, I live. Are you? Yet not I, but Christ lives in me, does he? And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the who loved me and gave himself. So Paul arrived in a position, didn't he? He he has the faith of God. He wasn't afraid to say, I operate in the faith of God because God gave it to me. But you get blasphemed in the church this time in for saying that I have the same kind of faith that God has. That's impossible. That's God. But God's the one who gave it to you so you could operate in it. All right, now go back to where we were. Chapter 11, Mark. He says, first of all, have the God kind of faith. Well, what does the God kind of faith do? Well, let me show you. Verse 23. If you have the God kind of faith, verily I say unto you that whosoever, anybody, shall say to this mountain, Be thou removed, be thou cast into the sea, shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe that those things which he says shall come to pass. He shall have whatsoever he, what? Says. So he says, this is, this is the way if you have the faith of God, it works. You talk to things, and when you talk to things, they line up with the kingdom of God and with the word of God. You do it. If you have the faith of God. If you don't have the faith of God, chances are you're talking to nothing. Why should I talk to it? It's not going to move anyway. I don't have enough faith. I don't have any faith. But if I believe I have the faith of God, how many know it's a little bit easier to talk to something when you believe you have the faith of God rather than the faith you thought you had? Right? So I believe I have the faith of God. Now, look what he says. For verily I say unto you that whosoever shall say unto this mountain, Be thou removed, and be now cast into the sea, and shall not doubt. Say not doubt. Say not doubt. So what causes me to doubt? What causes me to doubt is when I look at the natural things and they're more relevant to me than the spiritual truths. Peter's walking on the water. How many know that might have been anointed? If you don't believe it, go home, give it a shot. Yeah, he was in the anointing. He was walking the anointing. He was in agreement, praise God. He was walking. But then all at once he started to sink. Why? Because he started looking at the wind and the waves. And when he got off of that, he basically started to sink. How about Jesus? Jesus knew who he was. I'm the son of God. I'm the son of God. So the first thing the devil comes to him and says, if you are, what's he trying to do? Talk him out, come on, of the sonship that he received in his spirit. So the devil's coming and saying, if you be the son of God, he says, well, I don't have to do that to prove I'm a son of God because it is. Well, I never run into anything and Jesus had it really easy. No, he didn't. 
He was tempted all the time by the devil. If you be the son of God. Well, he was the son of God. But he was convinced he was the son of God. And nobody was going to talk him out of it. Just like nobody can talk you out of your salvation because you already received it. Can they talk you out of your healing? Yes. Can they talk you out of your financial blessing? Yes. Can they talk you out of your peace? Yes. Can they talk you out of your joy? Yes. But they're going to come a day. When you're going to continue to grow up in the things of God, the word of God and the spirit of God. This is why it's so important that you stay in the word of God. This is why some of you over the last two months have been attacked with physical stuff. Why? Because I've been teaching on healing. It's my fault. Do you understand? I've been preaching you're healed. He's your healer. You're healed. You're healed. You're healed. He's got to come and say, are you really healed? And you're going to say, no, that stupid pastor don't know what he's talking about. I'm just going to lay here and bend, get sick for four weeks. No, no. You've got to fight the good fight of faith if you're going to do this. And you're going to have to believe God. See? He wants to take from you what you get. If he could get your salvation from you, he would, but he can't anymore because you're too convinced on that and it just got to make any difference anyway. Pretty soon it's going to be the same way with your health. It's going to be the same way with your finances. It's going to be the same way with your righteousness. That's what it's going to be. So here it says, if you don't doubt, say doubt. doubt. Now, what is doubt? Doubt is when I'm looking at the natural more than I'm looking at the spiritual truths. I'm looking at the sickness. I'm looking at my bank account. I'm looking at my sin. And many people preach sin. It's a good way to keep people out of righteousness. I don't want to go there. Come back over here. I try not to be negative about things, but I'm just showing you what you can, want, what you can hear that is not helping you. You may get a goosebump or feel like jump up and saying hallelujah because it goes with your soul, but your soul ain't going to help you in a time of need. It's your spirit on the inside with the Holy Ghost that helps you in a time of need. So your goosebump ain't going to scare any devil, ain't going to scare any sickness, ain't going to scare any disease. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Glory to God. We're speaking truth this morning. So what happens here? So I doubt. So I'm looking at the natural rather than I'm looking at the spiritual. Now that, that gives me a problem because the Bible says a double-minded man will receive. Well, God just don't want to give it to me. No, no, no. It's not God. God already gave it to you. You're the problem on the receiver end because one day you're in the spirit, one day you're in the natural, then you're back in the spirit, then you're back in the natural, and you're double-minded. And by being double-minded, you cannot receive. See, everybody wants to blame it on God. Well, God gets mad at you when you're double-minded. No, he don't. He just wants to get you out of double-mindedness into a place basically where you're receiving everything he gave you. He wants to give you the entire what? kingdom you hear people all the time preach that stuff I don't have the God kind of faith I know it you're right you don't because you believe it well if I speak to the mountain it's not going to move you're right you're right because you ain't got the God kind of faith and it doesn't work for you it works for God it only works for the God kind of faith so if I don't believe the God kind of faith there's no sense me speaking to the mountain and that's why don't make me do this that's why so many of us keep speaking to things and not getting any results and if you do that for a while, you just quit speaking. Don't you? Well, I spoke to 10 things last week. Nothing happened. Still sick, still down and out, still depressed. I speak, I speak, I speak, and nothing happens. Because you're using the wrong faith. You've got to use the God kind of. But in order to use it, you've got to know that you, in order to have it, you've got to. Okay. Everybody in here has got the con God kind of faith, but it's up to you whether you believe you've got the God. I can't help believe for you. I'm not, I'm not your believer, praise God. So everything we get from God, we choose. I choose righteousness. Why? He gave it to me. I choose health. Why? He gave it to me. I choose salvation. Why? He gave it to me. Listen, what the Bible says. Choose you this day, life and death, blessing and cursing. Now, I thought about this and said, who in their right or wrong mind would choose the curse? You can go to anybody on the street who don't know God from an apple, who don't know anything about anything, and say, do you want the blessing or the curse? I guarantee you they take the blessing. So that's not something real spiritual. Now, unless you're choosing what you think is the blessing... Instead, it is the, because you're trying to achieve everything God gave you, you're still under the curse, but think you're living under the blessing, but still living under the curse. See? And many of us live under the curse without even knowing it. We're constantly trying to get God to do something, trying to manipulate God. Go to church two more times, God will do it for me. No, God already did it for me, but you should go listen to the word. Maybe you'll receive it. You won't have to go back the next week if you've got something else going on. See, this is our thought life. It's got to be changed, but this has got the kingdom of God basically at this time. So we've got to choose, don't we? We've got to choose what we want. The church always wants to get it from God, then receive it. Yeah. But that doesn't work. You receive it, then you. 
And where do you receive it? You receive it in your spirit. You receive it in what you see. You see yourself different. You see yourself healed. You see yourself anointed. The Bible says, the anointing which you have received of him is in you. Well, what if I didn't receive it? I wish I could get anointed. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to go to Benny Hinn's meeting so I get anointed. I'm going to go to this person's meeting so I get anointed. And the whole time, all you had to do is receive the anointing that belongs to you. Maybe they'll knock you down where you get a clue and receive it. I don't know, but... Do you see what I mean? You've got it. You re- you've got to receive the anointing, though. Praise God. It's been, here, have my anointing. Well, I'm trying to get it. Wouldn't you feel somebody stupid if you walked up and gave them a gift? And they said, no, 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 I'm trying to get that gift. I'm just going to try my best to get it. No, take it. It's yours. No, 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 no. What can I do? Maybe if I give you 20, and then we go on the other, and we want to achieve it. You can't achieve it. It's under the curse. And you live under the curse, you get frustrated. That's why we have Christians who back slide. Because it'll wear you out. Religion wears you out. It puts you in a bad spot. You can't take it anymore. You're not receiving anything. God promised all this stuff, and I'm not getting it. What's the problem? I don't know what happened. Blah, 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 blah. On and on and on. And then God gets the blame, and we're sitting there. No, the blame is always with us because we don't understand enough and grow in stuff. I'm going back and listening to some tapes that I listened when I went to Bible school 15 years ago, and I'm listening to the tapes and wondering why I never heard that before. And it's because I've grown over 15 years, and what I picked up then, I'm picking up all the other stuff that I could not understand at that time now. And I'm thinking, my God, that must be a brand new tape. But it couldn't be. You know why? It's a cassette. (laughs) Yeah, it's a cassette. Praise God. They're not sending them out anymore as far as I know it's. Free things or stuff like that. All right, look at the last verse here, 1124. Because of this, Jesus says, what things soever you desire, when you pray, believe that you receive them, and then you shall have them. Now, this explains what's going on here. Basically, on the inside of me, I, I desired righteousness. I saw it in the Word. God started giving me scriptures. How many know he don't give you one? Made you the righteousness of God in Christ. Awake to righteousness in not. You are the righteousness of God. God has made you righteous. All that came together until you started believing that you are righteous. So once you believe it, even before I'm walking righteously, I still believe I'm righteous. And sooner or later, I will have all righteousness in my life because I believed it before I saw it out here. Are you listening? Same way with divine health. Praise God. Healed, healed, healed. We've been teaching on divine health. Pretty soon I said, praise God, hallelujah, I am healed. I may still be... I'm healed, but what did I do? Praise God. I received health. I'm a healed person. I'm healed. I'm a healed person. But I'm not saying it just to get it. I'm saying it because he changed something on the inside of me, and I'm a different person than I was before. And on the inside of me now, I'm a healed person. So by being a healed person, now sooner or later, I haven't got the full effect of it, but it'll happen because I'm solely being changed to understand who I am basically in Christ Jesus. Now notice what it says. Therefore, I say unto you, what things you desire when you what? When you pray. Say, when you pray. Now notice, when do I believe that I receive them? When I get them? When I feel better. When the check comes in. When I do something good instead of sinner for change. No, I believe when I, so I've got them then, don't I? I've got to believe I have it then. I've received it from him because it was a free gift that he gave me. Let me give you a natural thing. How many of you have ever bought anything on Amazon? All right, so you bought something on Amazon on Tuesday. Wednesday morning, you ran into a coworker saying, do you have one of these? You say, oh, yeah, I got one of those. I got one of those. Let me see it. Well, I can't let you see it yet. It's on the way. Why is it on the way? Because they have next two-day delivery instead of today, so I don't have it yet. But do you have it? Yeah, I have it. You see, what? we don't have a problem with that. It's coming. How do you know they shipped it? How do you know it's coming? How do you know they're going to give it to the right house? You don't know anything, but you'll still claim that you have it. It's the same way with this. I have healing. Why? Because the Word says so, not because I feel like it. So it belongs to me, and God's Amazon is bringing it from the inside up through the Spirit of God that's on the inside of me, and I'm receiving what God has for me. When? When I pray. So every time I start to remove more doubt, more this or that, when you come into a place where you realize you have the God kind of faith and you are a healed person, you'll speak to that sickness, and I guarantee you it will leave. It will go. And this is the same way with anything else. How many know we're supposed to heal the sick? So when I believe I'm a healer, really believe I'm a healer, every time I lay hands on somebody, I'm going to fully expect them to be. Like the Bible says, I can be fruitful in every good work, not just one out of ten. See, when I believe I'm a devil caster outer, you know what's going to happen? Now, if I believe I can't cast the devil out, then you better stay away. 
Better call somebody else. See, because you're not, and you're going to be what you believe. Maria casts out devils. Why does she? Because she believes she's a devil caster out. Because God gave her a special gift. No, he didn't. No, everybody got the gift. This is for believers. All these signs shall follow them that they shall lay hands on the sick, cast out devils. Who, who believes? Believe you're a devil caster out or believe you heal the sick. Watch this. You can believe that anything you eat, but if you don't believe it, eat something bad, you're going to get sick. It's got all to do with you receiving what God, God says. You can eat whatever you want. I give you that gift. You can heal the sick. I give you that gift. You can, the Bible says freely you have received, so freely. Now, if I achieved it to get it, I'm going to teach people, other people try to, to achieve it. And all I'm going to do is be a curse preacher. That's dangerous, ain't it? I'm teaching people how to live under the curse by achieving it because that's the way I got it. I got such a powerful ministry because this and that. You got a powerful ministry because God gave it to you and you're finally starting to receive it with less doubt and it's working in your life. That's why you got it. It's not because you got hit by a train. See, we want to give glory to everything else but God. God's the one that gave us all these gifts. So we got all these things. We're receiving them. We're choosing them. Okay, go to John chapter 16. Now, this scripture will really open up. John 16, Jesus is speaking. Look at verse 13. It says, Howbeit when he, the Spirit of truth, has come, he will guide you into all truth, for he shall not speak of himself, but whatsoever he shall hear, that shall he speak, and he will show you things to come. He shall glorify me, for he shall receive of mine and shall show it unto you. So what's the Holy Ghost's job here? Well, first of all, his job is to receive whatever Jesus has for you and to reveal it to you. Why does he need to reveal it to you? Because you don't know what he has for you, and it takes the Spirit of God to reveal what God has for you. So how about the Spirit of truth? Say the Spirit of truth. Now notice, he has come, what for? To lead and guide you into all. Now how many know he's talking about spiritual truth here? So he wants to lead you and guide you through the Word of God from the day you got born again and read the Bible. He wanted to use the Word, lead and guide you into the truth because he knows that it's only the truth that makes you free, free from what? Bondage. From free from bondage. So even though we were all born again, we were still in bondage. In our area, we still may have our life still bondages there. So the Holy Ghost is still working. He never takes a break, working on you to lead and guide you into more truth. So in that area of your life, you'll be free from the bondage that's there, basically. So he's leading, guiding you. He's taking your steps. He's revealing things to you so that you learn to walk in the truth. Notice what it says. He will guide you into all truth, for he shall not speak of himself, but whatsoever he shall hear, that shall he speak. So if he speaks anything to you that Jesus hasn't already spoken, it's not him. Well, the Holy Ghost just told me if I, I go out with a couple other girls, I'll love my wife more. He just spoke to me strongly, and I still got goosebumps from it. And, no, you, you heard the wrong voice. Come on, get a clue. So when I know what Jesus spoke, he will talk. He's not making up his own stuff. How I many know Jesus didn't come start something? The Holy Ghost comes and does what he wants, and God will show up at the end. No, no, they're all together here. So he's going to reveal to you. What's he going to reveal to you? You're the righteousness of God in Christ. You're healed, praise God. You are a blessed person. You belong to the brethren. You are holy. You are righteous. You are, that's what he comes to lead and guide you in all truth. Why? Because when I come into agreement with that, it starts to work on the inside of me from the anointing. The anointing goes to work with me. Now, I believe I'm a righteous person. The anointing gives me the ability to walk righteously, to walk healed, to do all these things. Not by my strength or power, but by the power of God. The Bible says he can do abundantly more than we ask or think. Well, some of us think so low. It don't take him very long to do that. So the Holy Ghost is coming. What's he doing? Leading God us into all truth of the things to speak. Now look at the last one. He will show us things to come. Say he will show us things to come. Now we've read this scripture and there's nothing wrong with it, but he's going to show us what's coming in the future and everybody does it. That's fine. He's going to show you what's down the road. That's fine. But notice from the day you were born again, he was showing you where you were and things to come where you're going to be. In other words, you got born again and you were poor. What's he going to show you? He's going to show you that you're rich. He's showing you things to come. Why? Because soon I get in line with God, guess what's going to happen? I'm going to end up rich. I was born again, maybe I was sick. So he comes and shows you. What does he show you? Shows you you're healed. It's your gift. So I start to see myself healed. I start to go towards healing. I'm starting to walk towards healing. I get to healing. And when I get to healing, basically I walk in divine 
health at. So he's showing you things in your life. There's nothing negative that God said about you that he's going to lead and guide you into. It's all good stuff. Do you know that? He never said you're going to be broke, going to be crippled, going to be all this stuff. No, no, no. He takes you from where you are to take you someplace else that's better because that's who you are as a kingdom person. So that's the job of the Holy Ghost. But he works with the word. They went everywhere preaching the word and the Lord working with the word. So the more you're in the word of God, the more faith's coming. He's showing you different things. Yeah, yeah, you got enough money thou, but here's where I want to take you. I want to take you into Richville. But I'm happy over here. You'll be happier in Richville. I just wanted to go this far. I want you to go this far because somebody's got to support this ministry or that ministry or this ministry, so I want you to go. Well, I'm not sinning much anymore. I'm fairly righteous. I don't want you fairly righteous. I want you righteous. So he keeps leading you and guiding you in all truth, and then you get the revelation, I'm righteous. Then you're not fighting sin anymore. You're not thinking about sin anymore. You're not confessing sin 24 hours a day, seven days a week, because you have no reason to because you're a righteous person, and you're walking in righteousness, praise God. You're walking in your salvation. How many of you died and went to heaven yet? But you're still walking in it, aren't you? You're still saved. You still, you know you're going to get there. You know there's a heaven up there. Why the Holy Ghost led you into that truth. There is a heaven. Have you seen it? No, I haven't seen it. But it's up there. Why? Because you have a revelation of you on the inside here. And that's what the Holy Ghost is trying to get you to do. See these things. See yourself abundant. See yourself rich. And then you can receive. And once you receive it into your spirit, then that's when you get results out in the natural realm. See? That's why it says out of the abundance of the the mouth speaks. Many times we speak just out of the mouth, not having any kind of abundance of who we are or what he's doing for us, and it doesn't work, and it's not going to work because the devil doesn't listen to the old man. Sickness doesn't listen to the old man. Evil doesn't listen to the old man. He only listens to the new person that you are, and God has created you, but notice it's the Holy Ghost. So the Holy Ghost doesn't speak of himself. Basically, he speaks, shows you the good things of God that belong to you. Abundance is yours. Prosperity is yours. Healing is yours. Peace is yours. Joy is yours. And when you step into that and receive it, now how many know it's a process? Doesn't happen overnight, but you grow into the Word of God and the Holy Ghost is responsible for that. All right, go to 1 Corinthians chapter 2. Are you all still with me? All right, 1 Corinthians chapter 2, look at verse 9. But as it is written, eye has not seen, nor ear heard, neither have entered into the heart of man the things which God has prepared for them that love him. But God has revealed them unto us by his what? For the Spirit searches all things, yea, the deep things of God. For what man knows the things of a man except the Spirit of man which is in him? Even so, the things of God knows no man but who? The Spirit of God. So the Spirit of God knows all these things. He's trying to reveal them to us because we're natural and we can't get them without the Spirit of God. Look at verse 12. Now we have received not the Spirit of the world, but the Spirit which is of God, that we might know the things that are that are, that are, now we all know what freely means. We've all done the BOGO thing at Publix. <laughs> buy one, get one free, praise God. But here you don't have to buy one, you just get one free, praise God. The things that are freely given to us, which things also we speak, not in words which man's wisdom teaches, but which the Holy Ghost teaches, comparing spiritual things with spiritual. But the natural man doesn't receive the things of the Spirit of God. Why doesn't he? Number one, he doesn't know the things of God. And number two, he doesn't have the Spirit of God, so he cannot receive the things of the Spirit. But you have the knowledge of what God has given you, and you have the Holy Ghost, so he's revealing these things. But the natural man receives not the things of the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness of him. Neither can he know them, because they are spiritually discerned. But he that is spiritual judges all things, yet he himself is judged of no man. For who has known the mind of the Lord that we may instruct? But we have the what? Mind of Christ, praise God. So here we are. So now we got the Holy Ghost. You get born again, you get in the Word, you start reading, and all at once the Scripture jumps off the page out of nowhere. You don't really understand it, but you can't get rid of it. Do you ever have something you can't get rid of? And it's just there, it's stuck there, and you try to do something, but it's there. God trying to show you something, trying to convince you, trying to add another Scripture to it. You read, there's another Scripture. He's hitting you with more and more. He's trying to get you to a place where He's revealing these things that you cannot see with your eyes, and that's the trick of the Spirit. You don't see these things with your eyes. You see them in the Word, and then you see them in your heart because they're not of this world. Are you following me? They're not in the natural world, so I see these things. But notice what He says here. 
Verse, uh, do, 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 do. let's see where I want to go. Verse 11. For what man knows his things of the Spirit of God, even so the things knows no man, know that he where I want to go. Note this one, verse 12. Now we have received not the Spirit of the world, but the Spirit which is of who? Now here he is, he's talking to the Corinthian church. How many know they knew they had the Spirit of God? He chewed them out several times for not operating in the Spirit of God or misdirecting the Spirit of God or misdirecting the spiritual gifts. So why would he come and say receive the this, this Spirit of God? Because you can choose which spirit you live under. He's saying, hey, there's a Spirit of the world. You know you got the Spirit of the God. So start living like the Spirit of God instead of like somebody being led by the Spirit of the world. What's the matter with you people? You know, get over there where you're supposed to. Be led by what God has freely given you, what's been given to you. Now notice, he never tells you to get rid of stuff. That's religion. Get this out of your life. Get that out of your life. No, get God's free gifts in your life and the other things disappear. It's not by your achievements, not by your work, not by your struggles, not by your pain, not by all that stuff, praise God. It's by receiving what he gave you. If you receive righteousness, sin will go. You receive your health, sickness will go. You receive your peace, worry will go. You don't try to fight that stuff. You just receive what he's already given you, praise God, which is every single gift that's already there. Now, when I receive these things, I'll start to experience them in this realm. In other words, I'll walk in divine health when everybody else is sick. I'll be in peace no matter what's going on on the outside. I won't be worrying anymore. I'll be walking in righteousness. I'll be walking free from sin. Why? Because now I'm experiencing the things through the anointing of God on the inside of me that I have received of him. But if I start, get out of the word, then you sometimes you start doubting again. See, because you've got to nurture your faith, don't you? So now I'm going to start backing up again. Pretty, pretty soon you didn't look at divine health for three years. Now once the symptom hits you and you can't remember if you're healed or not. So to do it, you're going to do something to achieve it. You're going to do something to fight. You don't understand that you are, see? Thanks, that's why Thanksgiving is so powerful. You thank God for what you've already got. You don't thank. So I thank God I'm anointed. Thank God I'm a healer. What do you do? I heal the sick. Thank God I'm a devil caster. Are you a devil caster? I should say not. Well, then I should say not. See, it's what you believe. Do you have the faith of God? Oh, nobody has that but God. Well, then you're not going to operate in it. Because it's a free gift for you, and you can receive it, and you can go with it, praise God. So we just want to receive the things that God has given us. But as long as you're in the achieving mode, and you can tell when something hits your life, immediately your mind will go one direction or the other. It'll either go to, I'm saved, or I need to get saved. I'm healed, or I need to get healed. Because if you need to get healed, Jesus can't do anything to heal you. He's already done everything he can do. Now you're into your own works, and you're going to wear yourself out trying to get something. And you step back under the curse of the law, basically, which the Old Testament was. The Old Testament was no more than people living under the curse who tried to be good and couldn't be who tried to please God and couldn't. Why? Because they didn't have the nature change on the inside of them. They were still, that's where they were. All right, one more. Go to Mark chapter 4. One of the most important scriptures in the Bible. If you just follow this scripture, just please follow this scripture. You'll do all right. Matthew. Mark chapter 4, look at verse 26. So is the kingdom of God as if a man or woman should cast seed into the ground. They will sleep and rise night and day. The seed should spring and grow, and they don't even know how in the heck it's happening. For the earth brings forth fruit of herself, first the blade, then the ear, after that the full corn in the ear. But when the fruit is brought forth, immediately they put in the sickle because the harvest has come. So what's our job? Our job is simply to put the seed of the Word of God in the ground daily. The Holy Ghost is in there. Let me tell you what, He's a turning away on the inside of you. He's working on your doubts and unbelief. He's working on this stuff, but you're sowing it in there. So if I'm sowing it for a little bit and then I quit, it's like i got to go back and start over. Did you ever notice that? Or you see something in there, well, I knew that years ago, but I sure didn't. Well, that's why we got to be in the Word every day. But notice what happens. All you got to do is sow the Word of God in, and what happens? For the earth brings forth fruit of herself, first the blade. Say the blade. All right, so I believe I'm a healer. Praise God, I'm a healer. God says I'm a healer. I'm supposed to heal. I'm going to heal. Praise God. Don't get close to me. Praise God. I'm going to heal you. That's what I do. Glory to God, I heal. And I pray for somebody and, and they die. And I pray for somebody and they die. And I pray for somebody and they get healed. Woohoo! I've arrived. Praise God. Don't have to study that anymore. No, you just got the blade. See, some people stop at the blade. The devil will say, you've arrived. Don't look at that anymore. Pray. You don't have to read the word anymore. You're going around healing everybody. You ain't got time to read the word anymore. Pray. But no, that's just the blade. And then all once you get four out of ten. 
That's the ear. I'm at the ear. I've arrived again. I've arrived again. See, we all want to quit when we get a revelation. Do you ever notice that? You, whenever God gives you a revelation, you think you know everything for some reason. I don't know why that is, but you do. And then two days later, you find out you don't know anything much more than you did before. Anyway, because he gave you a degree. Say a degree. A, a degree of all God's knowledge. And he just gave you a degree. And you think you got the whole thing. Praise God. So what am I going to do? I'm going to keep going. I'm going to keep planting. I'm going to keep going. And what's going to happen pretty soon? I'm going to have a full corn in the ear, praise God. Now look out. Look out, because now I'm casting out devils, and I'm speaking to someone who has the faith of God, and I'm speaking uh, at the mountain, and I'm speaking to this, and speaking to that, and it's working because the doubt has been removed from my heart. The double-mindedness has been removed, but this is a process that grows up on the inside of each and every one of us. This takes time. This is why the Word is so darn important in your life, to keep putting the Word of God in there, praise God. Uh, It's been a long time since I had a chance to deal with healing, so I was glad to teach it for two months. I'll be honest with you. I needed it thought I was here for you. I wasn't. I was here for me. Because I needed it. Because attacks were coming. I was having a little more trouble than I was before. So I had to build myself back up, praise God, and convince myself who I was. And convince when they come, I did, praise God. So whatever you're going into or whatever you're doing, you're going into finances and all at once. All at once, you may get hit by something. Why? He wants to try to prove to you that you are not a prosperous person. But you are a prosperous person. It's not based on what's out there. It's based on what he said in his word and what's in here and what you see on the inside of you. So here it says, basically, then you can have the harvest. How many know the harvest is wonderful? Most of you have a harvest for salvation. Some of you may have a harvest for finances, some for healing. But we receive them all the same way. Do You see, it's no mystery. You plant the seed in the ground and it will grow. And then I want to plant the seed in the ground tomorrow. It will grow. I don't want to plant all January, then take three months off, and April get hit, and all I got is January's crop to get me through to the next time, because the next month's going to come, and I'm going to be out of crop, and won every victory, now I've got nothing left, because my seed's gone. See, that's why I talk so much about the natural realm. You want to be able to eat all the way around. That's why you listen to tapes. That's why you listen to sermons. That's why you do this. But you've got to come to a place, too, where you start blocking out sermons that are not helping you. They're hurting you. Because it's easy. It's easy with our achieving minds to believe achieving things. You know, to, to do the 10, 12, 14 steps of how to be healed, how to be blessed, how to be anointed. And, and that's all right. I mean, it's stuff that builds your faith. But what we want to do, we want to receive from God. God's never your problem. Never. He's already did everything. He loves you. He's trying to get you to receive. He's not trying to keep anything from you. He's going to take you from poor to rich. If you cooperate with him, he's going to take you from sick to healed. He's going to take you from sad to happy. He's going to take you from worry to peaceful. He's going to take you from all this. That's what the Holy Ghost is doing, trying to lead you and guide you into all truth so that you can walk on this earth and be powerful in every single area of your life. Praise God. Hallelujah. All right. Praise God. 12 noon. Look at that. Glory to God. I, I still got it. That was a little longer, though, I got to admit, because I started earlier. Praise God. the key.